0: This is another episode of Talks with Tyler ISD, a podcast about the passionate people who have a heart for students. This podcast is brought to you by Texas Bank and Trust. Thank you for joining us for Talks with Tyler ISD. I am your host, Jennifer Hines, and joining us today is Miss Mina Naranjo, and she is the principal at Birdwell Dual Language Immersion School. Thank you so much for joining
1: us today. Thank you for having me here. So
0: I know that this is your first year at Birdwell, however, not your first year in leadership or with right. the district. Tell
1: us a little bit about your time with Tyler ISD. Oh my gosh. So, about 2004, I flew on a plane to Dallas, drove to Tyler, and had a couple of job interviews, immigration law, and then one at Dogan Middle School. So I worked for free at both locations and just went with my gut. And when I was at Dogan, I knew that was the place for me. And I never looked back since. Public education has been in my life all these years. So it's, you found your
0: calling. Absolutely. Wonderful. So now you also were most recently the principal at Ramey Elementary School. Tell us a little bit about some of the other leadership positions
1: that you've held. So I was at Ramey for three years. Before then, I had worked at Tyler High School as dean of instruction. And then I've also served as director for bilingual ESL programs in Tyler, And uh, outside of Tyler, a couple of years working at the middle and high school as well. So I've had a little bit of everything, elementary, middle, high school, and program central administration. And also the bilingual, which is very
0: important if you're going to be the principal of our bilingual immersion school. Yeah, I
1: never thought I would be at Birdwell. At the time, I was supporting Birdwell from the sidelines, as well as other campuses with the bilingual program. And when the opportunity came, it just felt right and at the same time at the same time such an honor because i had known the past principals from ms bundy to ms moody and to be able to be on a campus that was a magnet school for dual language and also incorporating a middle school program it was it's, it was like, a it was great meant challenge. to be your
0: whole track record basically yeah. made it to where you can take on this new challenge. And I yeah, love that. It's exciting. I love that. Well, tell us a little bit about um, what dual language immersion means. Um, some people listening may not understand what that concept is.
1: So dual language immersion means that the student has their native language but the parents really want their child to learn a second language. So for me, my first language was Spanish and Birdwell allows me to learn my Spanish academically and socially, but I also learn English. But not every student comes from a home where Spanish is the primary language. A family may have English in the home, but they want their child to learn Spanish. And so when a parent makes a decision to send their child to Birdwell, they're making a decision that their child is going to be bilingual and biliterate by the time they finish their elementary and middle school experience. And so so, they're
0: they're getting instruction in both languages.
1: Essentially, yes, but the immersion part starts in the early grade. So in pre-K, kinder, and first, the majority of the instruction is in Spanish. And so that's where the immersive piece is in. And then by the time they hit second grade, it's more of a 50-50 model. Oh, wow. That's just, yeah. that's
0: really incredible. And of course, um, expanding to the middle school years, that has been something that we've added a year every year. So, yes. added sixth and then the next year seventh. And then this year is our first year for the eighth grade class. Absolutely. So it's kind of like we have now made the
1: middle school all the way through. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that. Well, I got to say, When I was director, it was only a concept. It was a wish list. Mm -hmm. And from the time, you know, I left the department to now have a full blown middle school program is amazing. So, you know, kudos to Dr. Crawford and the board for having the confidence in us to allow us to offer this program is so huge. So for us, our students right now are taking eight classes a day. They are all on honors level they are taking spanish high school courses they are also accessing even algebra one they have access to athletics they go to caldwell for soccer, or they may go to Tyler High School for tennis, mm-hmm. and so this semester we'll have choice sheets, so it'll be interesting to see what what students are gravitating towards. We have um, a teacher who comes and teaches beginning strings to our students, and they're really, really loving that. So we're trying to provide a typical middle school experience for our students as best as possible, given the fact that we have four-year-olds now all the way to 13. 13-year-old. Yeah, yeah, wow,
0: it is. I mean, that, that's a, a quite a wide range of programming. And so getting that middle school programming in place is very yes, exciting to it see. Is. And it does, it's it's neat to see it come to fruition. You were talking about, it was just a concept and now here we are. And yes. it does bridge between the elementary and the high school. We were kind of missing that piece, and this creates,
1: fills that void, so to speak. It's a pipeline. It's a pipeline that's compatible to our traditional high schools, and it's also a pipeline for early college high school, because our students in a couple of years will also be able to take more high school level classes in addition to Spanish and uh, Algebra One, and so that puts them on the fast track should they choose to go to early college high school, or if they want the traditional high school experience, they'll be ready for that as well. So we're Very excited because at the end they're going to graduate with their seal of biliteracy.
0: Which is really cool because that looks really good for college, but even beyond that, being mm-hmm. able to speak two languages just makes you that much more uh, desirable in the workforce. Um, Absolutely, I, mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard we need somebody that can speak both languages or a second language to um, you know communicate with the population, and it's just and,
1: great to see. And you know, once you learn a second language, it's easier to incorporate a third language and a fourth language because you start to know. Patterns and you have the ability to interact with different cultures and understand their frame of thought and language. Language influences the way we think and process information so much. That is so neat. Well, tell us a little bit
0: about your your leadership style, um, how you've kind of connected with the
1: students, the teachers, the parents, the staff. So you know, coming from you know my upbringing, I've always been interested in public service. So. There's absolutely some elements of servant leadership in there, but there's also a systems base. So I'm always looking at the system. If students are doing well, why is it? Why does the system look the way it does? If students are struggling, then what can we do to adjust the system so that it meets their needs? And it's not one person. It's incorporating all the talent on campus. And I've always been fortunate to work with people who are talented, who share the same core values, but who bring different assets to the table to create something cohesive in the best interest of students. So it's a little bit of system space, but also mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. That's such an important element. It really is. I mean, we're working with staff. It doesn't matter what your title is. Are you a teacher? Are you an aide? Do you care about students? And so at the end of the day, what can we do to make that experience better? Because our parents trust us.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And speaking of parents, they are a part of that education for their children, they come right alongside us and, and help. And so
1: how do you work with the parents? So it's been fun in terms of being able to see how Birdwell has operated, you know, these past few years as a campus where we're used to having parents there. They come have lunch with their students. Uh, We have an active PTA, Uh, PTA is currently recruiting even more parents to be a part and engage into our school atmosphere. And, you know, I'm, at a point where I am meeting parents and I'm starting to develop relationships with them as well and get to know them. I'm entering the ecosystem, so I'm trying to learn yes. Birdwell.
0: Yes, so definitely it's a time of learning but also um looking at goals and things that you want. Tell us a little bit about kind of your first 100 days so to speak. Like what what have you prioritized and what have you been doing?
1: So, like I said I've been trying to learn about Birdwell. Birdwell is a very high performing school, it's a campus where the culture is built on excellence and high expectations. We expect so much from our students, we expect a lot from each other as teachers, as colleagues, as professionals, even our paraprofessional staff. We also, just trust. We trust in your professional judgment as an educator to do what's best for students and develop those relationships, look at their talents and capitalize on that so that they can actualize their fullest potential. Part of it is also interacting with parents, You know, whether it's morning arrival or dismissal or during the day. Some parents will actively seek me out but you know it's only a handful it's those moments where you can actually get to meet students and talk to parents about their child in a way that you know is unstructured that is unplanned it just happens in the moment
0: well wonderful well talking about um the like high academic expectations very rigorous courses that y'all offer Mm -hmm. um what are some of your goals for the 22-23 school year as you look um For the rest of the school year because we're already well into the
1: school year so a couple goals our first goal is to be able to maintain our status we did really really well i say we i wasn't there last year but it just speaks to how amazing the entire staff is there again it doesn't matter if you are the teacher or a support staff member everyone is in on it together our aides are awesome they do so (laughs) much And so we want to maintain our A status. We want to continue to be number one in the district for the student population that we serve in, our grade levels. But aside from that, we also want to talk more about our dual language program. We want to get the word out there. So many don't know that we are here as a magnet school, that we have not only an elementary program, but also a middle school program. We're a very international school when you look at our staff and where they come from as well.
0: And so uh, speaking of the program, I think one thing that a lot of people may not realize is that you don't have to live in Tyler ISD to apply to Birdwell.
1: Absolutely.
0: We can take out of district students. Yes. There is an application process that usually opens up in January. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, when the best time to apply in terms of age or how that works for those that may not know?
1: So the best time is when the child will be four years old by September 1st. We do offer a robust pre-K program for students whose primary language is English or whose primary language is Spanish. Uh, we encourage parents to actually visit our campus and take a tour and meet with us and ask us all the questions. But yes, if your child, it's going to be four years old by September 1st apply in january yes
0: and and get that tour and i mean hey if you've got a three-year-old right now go ahead and take a tour start thinking about what your options are this is a very good option um i think it's just incredible that we are able to offer this because there's not a lot of school districts that do offer this um, and within driving distance of here absolutely
1: and we are also very fortunate because we do have there is a daycare in Tyler that is a Spanish immersion daycare early steps and mm-hmm. so that's been a wonderful line of support that we have had and that was opened by two former bilingual teachers who retired in the <laughs> district so they saw the need they and did. you know we have families that have started with them and then come to us during their pre-K kindergarten experience to continue that and you know it's it's just amazing if you could walk on our campus and see that A lot of times as adults and even as teenagers, we're very self-conscious about ourselves and our ability, but little ones, when they're learning a second language, they will take the risk. It doesn't matter how it sounds, if it's correct or incorrect, they're there, they're interacting, they're having a good time.
0: Oh, wonderful. I love to hear that. And of course, you can apply at any age. And if you meet the criteria and qualifications, you can hop on over to Birdwell at any time. Is there anything that you would love to share with those that are listening today uh, that you would like for them to kind of take away from our conversation
1: today? The biggest thing is this. Whether you are bilingual or not, um, whether you went to college or not, one of the greatest gifts that you can give your child is having access and the opportunity to pick up a second language and that elevates their game in terms of navigating the social world. Um, exhibiting emotional intelligence, having that cultural competence, working on their communication skills. These are skills that are gonna be so important for the workforce. Um, I think about English and our discourse language patterns and Spanish and they're different, but yet they're very beneficial and advantageous. And if you can give your child a gift that maybe you don't have, do it. It's an investment in them and it costs you nothing. If you're able to get your child to our school, Mm-hmm. On time, every day, and pick them up on time. Whether you're coming from Tyler or a surrounding area, we are there. Uh, we'll take care of the academics. I love to
0: hear that. Well, and I, what, I, what I also like about it is you're opening um, young children's eyes and their minds to the fact that there are countries and an entire world out there beyond our little East Texas area or even Texas or the United States, and just kind of thinking a little bit more um, it, of what could be and where they could go and work and live and play. And whether all the you're things. employed
1: or you dream of having your own business, yes. you know, it just gives you a level of autonomy that it, it's, why not? Why you not? can learn yes. a second language without giving up your own. That's a beautiful thing to have.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for talks with Tyler ISD. If you would like to hear more about the district, th- things going on in our district, We would love for you to join us by downloading our Tyler ISD app. You can get that in the app store, or if you want district news through our district newsletter, that's another great way to find out what's going on in Tyler ISD. All you need to do is go to get.tylerisd.news and sign up. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Texas Bank and Trust. Subscribe to Talks with Tyler ISD on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Please share this episode with your friends and family
1: we